Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 106 of the Talking with the Dad podcast. Steve, this evening, welcome. Hey, how you doing, bud? How you doing? Oh, just, how you doing? just fantastic. Just fantastic. So we're in a we're in a new place right now. We've uh broken into some uh some studio where some software that came out of Korea has made its way to the mainland of America, and we're broadcasting on that software right now. Are we? This might be the yeah, might be the last time <laughs> you uh, you hear from us, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Very, What's very going true. on? What's, we, uh, we, we, we have an uneventful week. Yeah, no fights last week. No um, fights last week. Good good main main event coming up this week. Yes. Um, That's kind of it. COD got announced. Yes. Uh, Call yes, of Duty yes, Vanguard yes. got announced. Not impressed. Uh, <laughs> I think since the last time we talked, there's some there's been some Battlefield 2042 information come out. Very yeah. impressed with that. And also, Conor McGregor seems to be losing his god forsaken mind on Twitter. Well, I guess that's, that's <laughs> been ongoing for weeks. <laughs> it's, but it's escalated now, Listen, dude. It's, it's really as bad as he got beat by Dustin Poirier. And you have to come to terms with the fact that you beat him once in a time where you were the better fighter and it, you're just not that anymore. Then I, I think it's hard for a guy. I, truthfully, right? Like that has to be. Like I think a, a part of his self worth is the fact that he was as as good of a fighter as he was, and I I think truthfully he has to come to terms with the fact that you know the sports moved on and he stayed where he was, and it's just not it anymore. No, good point. Welcome in, Drew Shrimp. Just talking with a dad. We're talking about uh Conor McGregor's decline, and we'll probably get into some COD talk here later. Uh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. But here's the crazy thing about the whole Conor thing, right? It's almost if, as if, you know when a kid gets grounded. It's been years since I've been grounded. Me too. Know? Years. But you know when a kid does get grounded, and they send him to the room, and it's like you forgot to take the phone away from him. That's what I feel like Connor's going through right now. Like, but then again, he is also a millionaire who can say whatever he wants, and all these yeah. poor people who are getting mad at him. But now, let's see. By my count, he's going at Michael Bisping. Yep. Now he's going. He's going at Daniel Cormier. Yep. Uh, he's gone at. Holy shit! He's going. I, th- I think he might have said something about Chris Weidman. <laughs> I'm not sure. So I don't know if he said directly anything, but after Chris Weidman broke his leg, he was like, "Oh, there must have been micro fractures or something in there." Like just some pseudo bro science bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bisping, who would fuck him up? Yes, Bisping um, would lace him. Daniel Cormier would murder him. Yeah, Daniel Cormier would would probably could literally rip him in half. Hello uh, to you, Jack the uh, Jack the Reaper. He's talking with a dad. Um. Who else? I think he's going after Dustin Poirier a number of times. Khabib, he's going after Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, yeah, he went after his dad and then deleted those uh yes, those tweets. Yeah, but he also said something about Khabib afterwards. Um, yeah, Brandon Shaw, well, got- oddly enough, made a very good point on this. He's like, that's I, not true. I wouldn't be mad at Connor for going after Khabib, but we saw them fight and he got dominated. Right. So right. there's nothing there left for any excitement ever. Um, well. I- no, at this point, Connor's got the freedom of a millionaire, right? So let's say, what are they going to do? They're going to sue him. They, what, what is he? Is he going to get banned from the sport of MMA? So how many fights would he have to miss out to actually equal the value of the money that he has in the bank, not including the money that he has wrapped up in real estate and other ventures? We're just talking about liquid cash. He doesn't. He doesn't have to do any of this shit More ever again. More fights than the UFC has on their contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say he probably let's let's say he has two hundred million dollars in liquid cash. 
That's right. probably low, I would think, actually. Sold the sold the, the whiskey business or sold most of it. Uh, yeah, we're lowballing them. Is getting paid royalties for being the face of it still. Um, let's say $200 million. What does he make? $2 million a fight? Yeah. He probably makes somewhere between 2 and $4 million a fight. Yeah, I heard his show was $5 million on one of those fights, which is nothing uh, still. When he but fought still, Khabib, I think it was $4, million, or four or $6 million total. Okay, yeah. let's say he makes $5 million. That's right. what, tw- like fifty fights, twenty five fights, like, yeah, like he doesn't have that left in him. A, B, he can't win that many fights. They'd have to cherry right. pick opponents for him, and they're not going to pay him that when he's fighting fucking number number on ranked at one hundred and fifty five pounds because that's where he's competitive now. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is too, dude. Uh, in regards to the unranking. He really should be out of the top 10 period if he's not out of the top 10 already. But then this piece of news about him being uh, arthritic breaking. Did you hear about this pre-arthritic and his legs and stuff like so, that? Yeah, I've heard about the fact that he's had a lot of ankle and, and uh, leg issues in the past. Right. Um, and he has really bad arthritis. I, I've, I've heard that. But that doesn't, right. that doesn't mean anything to me. Like if you're if you get cleared by by a commission to fight, you should be in fighting shape. You know, oh, absolutely. if your arthritis is going to hold you back and be a crutch afterwards, then you shouldn't be able to fight. Absolutely. You know, did you hear Chris Weidman make an excuse after he broke his leg? Absolutely no. not. Chris Weidman went and did the rehab and has just had a second surgery and yeah. uh, is working to get back get back to fighting. Right? Like, that's because he's from New York. Khan is from Europe. You know, it's, it's no, actually, a he's, he's from Ireland. They don't even want them in Europe anymore. <laughs> you're out of here you <laughs> drink all the drinks um no I, I agree with you man uh here's the upsetting thing about it though right so let's talk about the daniel cormier connor controversy now daniel in my opinion like he can't catch a break but even though daniel's correct he's 100 correct no actually in this instance he's 95 percent correct daniel cormier during the fight after the fight with a uh, dustin connor too was like it was a good leg check it was it was a one hundred percent good. Kick. He checked the kick, and that's why I broke. He checked the kick, said it over and over again. This is three. Checked the kick. D- yeah. Dustin Connor three. Yeah, Dustin Connor three. Sorry. Uh, checked the kick. He checked the kick. He checked the freaking kick. That's what he kept saying. But it's Daniel Cormier. He's the one of the best in the business when it comes to commentating. There's a reason they gave one this of the guy best a show. Fighters in the business. Exactly. You know, it was hard to tell that the thigh kick is what broke his leg during the fight. You would and think, there it is. You would think it was one of the the checks early on. Um, no, so the check he was talking about is the one that everyone thought he, he. I thought that Dustin turned it over and checked it with his knee. I've, I've now sensing the picture, and it was behind. It was above the the knee. It was at the hip. right under the thigh. Yeah, and he, it didn't. That's not where it broke. Like literally, it, it could very well be what Connor's saying, which is, you know, he was injured coming in. Yeah, and he shouldn't. But be again, to fight again then. If you if yeah. you don't disclose that level of injury coming into a fight and then break your leg i mean he was getting the, the fucking break speed off of him anyway let's be fair yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah if yeah. you break your leg you should not be allowed to fight because you you withheld fairly serious information like that if his legs were that brutal they would have pulled him from that fight yeah no i know uh, here's the thing man uh so you, you're right dustin looked great for the instance that we saw but anyway connor's kind of old news right so now he's going he's, he's grasping at straws he's going to be out for quite some time he's going after michael bisping which is idiotic right uh, you, you're now you're attacking freaking i think he's like a step away from attacking laura senko uh you know daniel <laughs> cormier's mistress and <laughs> that's not 
It's not confirmed, folks. Not oh, just... she's a wholesome lady. <laughs> she is. She's a she is. That's woman. what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but you made that face. We got cameras on, folks. For the listening audience, you don't understand. Do we have mean? cameras on. <laughs> you literally made you know, that dead face someone makes when they don't believe the statement they just made. Like That's my oh, face I love all the time, Steve. Fuck you. But <laughs> <laughs> freaking, uh, you know, he, he's going at everyone. So, yeah, you know, I, I, here's what you do: news. you pull him off the game, you get him out of there. It's time to start some rebranding. And until Connor is willing, I'm just gonna look at it from a fighting standpoint. Until he's willing to fight with two hands again, and what I mean with two hands, I don't mean lunging punches or you know just waiting for the left to be set up. Dustin came in there and he looked like a boxer ready to fight someone that thinks they can box. And you know he was yeah, turning yeah, over yeah, on yeah, it, and, yeah, yeah. and it looked good. So when Connor gets back to that guy, you guys let me know. It's just not going to happen. Uh, the unfortunate thing with Connor is that he is in a gym that hasn't had anyone truthfully very successful come out of it, other than Connor. Uh, exactly. they, they've had a contender or two, or someone ranked in the top fifteen, but you can't fight Dustin Poirier or I don't even know who he's going to go fight now. Like a Chandler or a Gaethje, you can't fight these top guys that you were able to fight six or seven years ago. You can't do that anymore because you're limited to your camp. I truthfully think, you know, you outgrow a camp that you start with, and it sucks, right? His big thing is talking about loyalty and and being loyal to the people that um that helped him grow up. But at some point, you outgrow that gym. Um, yeah. And I think he's truthfully outgrown that gym. I think Kavanaugh is as bad as uh, Ronda Rousey's trainer. I forget the guy's name. Um, oh, Ed, Edwin. Ed, yeah, Edmund. Um, Edmund, yeah. <laughs> I think he's as bad as that guy because, you know, he said that in the first round he was successful and it looked like that's right where we wanted to be for the first round. And it was very clearly that was the strongest case for a 10 8 that I had seen in a while. That was a 10-8 round. Uh, Connor yeah. landed, what, four or five strikes total uh, and just got just got demolished. It, this, is, this is months ago now. We've talked about this ad nauseum. I don't want to... I know. I don't know why we're breaking down the fight again. Yeah, I just want to talk did, about the idiotic tweets. <laughs> did we talk about game, uh, Cyril Gaon versus Derek Lewis? Uh, yes, we did, but... Here's the thing. Now, Cyril Gaon is kind of starting to kind of rub me the wrong way, which I knew it was going to happen. He's French, and, you know. It's, <laughs> it's just, you it's stop not. right there, and I understand. <laughs> like, so now he's like, you know, he's doing that thing, man, where he's like, you know, and he should believe that he's the best. He should. I'm I'm, I'm not going to get mad. I don't, I don't know who beats him. Um, But my, my issue with him is, dude, you are beatable. The problem is. is you're fight you're fighting in a division where you know you have you you have a clear cut path to victory. Listen, but we've all seen fighting style before, and we saw that light heavyweight for quite some time. You, but we saw that the decline of John Jones's career. Now Sirogan is an amazingly technical fighter. Mm -hmm. His margin for error with Francis is going to be that much smaller, especially if Francis is learning to put together combos. Derek Lewis is obviously not the most physically fit man, even though we love him. But you know that was that. Talk about a tailor-made fight. We're talking about a guy who can't move, who's got weird-looking legs. Now he can throw a jump kick. I know what you're going to say. He can basically do an all you can in an octagon, but he can only do it once before his power bar goes completely down. <laughs> so it's true. That's what that, that's what you have to deal with. 
Now, Silgon is he's he's basically predicting he's going to wash Francis Ngannou. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have to have that persona a little bit. They used to train yeah. together, right? They, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. training partners. Have you seen the footage of uh, the 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 sparring session between the two? No, I haven't. But this is probably early on in Francis' career, so he's getting worked, right? This, truthfully, to me, it, it seems like eighteen months ago. It looks like it's lead, <laughs> it looks like it's leading up to the Stipe fight. Truthfully, um, okay. that because because you could tell like Francis is going through a few different haircuts and, and transformations, and you could see where he is in his career uh, based right. upon his hair usually. Um, yeah, yeah. And he seems like it's pre Stipe fight, um, and gone is piecing him up. Um, and, and, you know, we don't know if that was fifth or sixth round for Francis. We don't know what right. camp it was. We don't know if gone was as, as fresh. We, if this was round one, that's very concerning for Francis. But, you know, we don't know the circumstance around it. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see anyone. Francis can beat anybody at any division, right? Let's be fair. He, he kills yeah. every 125 in the same night. But, you know. It, this is a real good definition of technical versus power, and right. uh, that's a really interesting matchup. No, I, I mean I'd agree with that assessment. And again, like, listen, I'm just saying that his the 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 margin for error is going to be as low as it's going to be with a guy like Francis. How, and a lot of people, the intelligent person would say, "Well, how's that different than it was with Derek Lewis?" I'm saying it's the power discrepancy, but who knows? We have we haven't even seen Derek Lewis and Francis hit each other before, right? right. We saw them dance around. Yeah. We don't know who who hits harder. <laughs> do we think? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Derek Lewis. Me too. Based off of that uppercut, <laughs> that, that fucking uh, that hate crime he committed against poor Curtis Blade. <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant by it too. I would think Derek Lewis hits a little harder too. Um, yes, but Francis is clearly more physically fit. I think Francis has the opportunity to have better footwork and and better combinations and and have be a total like an all around better fighter. But yeah, we almost had Derek Lewis as a fucking champion, and that would that would have been hilarious, dude. That would have been completely uh, amazing. Now I wanted to ask you a question because this part I have not been keeping up on. I noticed that Francis Ngannou, who you know he had the gym he was previously at where he was discovered in uh, France or Paris, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Is the same gym that Cyril trains out and has been training out. So now this, I think, if I'm wrong here, there's some beef between Francis, Francis and his old coach because Francis moved to uh, Las Vegas and he's been training out of the, basically the UFC's uh, training center, but also I think Extreme Couture. I got I got to check it out. I, don't know I can't exactly remember which gym where it is. He's training, but yeah, so there is a little bit of beef there. I, I truthfully hasn't fo- haven't followed it a little bit. I actually read something about it today. Um, Francis said he he kind of left because he felt like he outgrew the gym, and the and the coach is obviously taking offense to that. Um, yeah. I don't know if if you could produce Cyril gone from the same gym that you produced Francis from, and you know how many fights has Francis had? I don't know what his, what his record is. Uh, gone is at ten or eleven, yeah. right? He's, Undefeated, right? Correct. So he's either ten and zero or eleven. I think he's eleven and zero now. He's had very few fights in his career to be fighting for a championship. Same same thing with Izzy, but uh, you know, if Izzy had what two hundred fucking uh, kickboxing fights or whatever, um, yeah, it's like 20, 20 or thirty uh, bouts in kickboxing, and we're not talking about like some of that shit was no, unsanctioned, legit, legit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I just see that if if you could get to gone from from that gym. 
like the, you know Francis definitely didn't outgrow the gym. Let's just say that. No, because he's no. Te- technically significantly more more sound than uh, than Francis. No, and I mean, and, and the thing to do, the thing to think about here, though, is right. So you got to look at your career path and what people have to do for the career path. Um, I don't blame Francis for leaving, but it's all in the either. exit. Yeah, it's all in the exit. How are you leaving? Right? Are you just if you're just like I lost and it's you guys' fault? That's the wrong way to leave a gym, in my opinion. If you're saying to your coach, "Hey, man." You got me to the dance, and I appreciate everything you've done. I feel like I need to go a step further, but it, it always leads to this type of stuff. Not always, most of the time it does. Like, you know, TJ Dillashaw famously leaving Alpha Male. Look, at the, you know, that turned into a yeah, whole thing. Okay, like a shit show. So I pulled up the information that I saw today. He said okay. that his coach was always chasing fame, and that's let, what led to their falling out. Um, he said that the the coach was trying to be more famous than he was. Uh, and that's why he felt disrespected. Um, see, that's, you know. That's a weird one. Who can, yeah, who can verify that? We can't. We just report the news, folks, right? But yeah, this is typically when I hear this type of language, that leads me to believe there are two sides to every story, and I, I want to know what Francis's side is. But if Francis was standing here right now, I'd be like, yo, I'm on your side, bro. <laughs> Fuck that coach. Let's get this money together. But predominantly, Silgan... This is how you know the UFC has changed a little bit, and uh, Dana White has grown. There was a time, well, I guess not, maybe, maybe think about this. If Cyril Gunn had not finished Derek Lewis and he beat him in a boring five-round fight, Dana White would be sitting in the back sniffing steroids like, not again, not again. I can't have another boring heavyweight champion. But, you know, because heavyweight divisions, the fights, you got to think about it, the last, like, four or five championship fights have all been amazing. Like, they've, they've been very good. The, yes. the Stipe DC trilogy. Yes. DC Derek Lewis wasn't that great. No, um, it was. I don't count that. Uh, one. Verdum taking the belt from Kane Velasquez and, and then, then Verdum losing. Destroyed by Stipe. Stipe. Stipe yeah. destroying. Uh, and, uh, you know, Stipe getting shadow knocked out by Uber, Uberim and then and coming back, back and then knocking him out. You know, it's, it's yeah, been so good. Maybe your last 10 championship fights in the heavyweight division have been good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would be hard to go back to a boring fight. Uh, but I you know who benefits from this? John Jones. You know how he benefits from this? <laughs> Do you know how he benefits from no, this? I don't. The news should have just been like, man, F Jones sitting out to 2022. But now at the end of every sentence, at the end of every commentated moment of the heavyweight division in the UFC, it's like, but then there's John. Yep. Right? <laughs> but but John is waiting in the wings. And then John said this. <laughs> it's like it's insane. The guy may never fight a heavyweight. If they don't want to pay him, he may never fight a heavyweight. You know, that would be a tragedy. Truthfully, as yeah, far as MMA tragedies go, if they like, listen, I respect the guy for for saying, "Hey, I'm, I think I'm worth this. That's what I want to be paid." Um, yeah. But if we never get to see John Jones at heavyweight versus, truthfully, my favorite fight for John Jones at heavyweight is Stipe. Still, it's Stipe. Oh yeah, that's because I, I think that's they both have good wrestling. They both have yes. good striking. It's a very good matchup. Um, I, I think that would be the most fun. But that I just don't know if it'll ever happen. I, it's the most high caliber MMA you can have. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but it's I that's what you want to see. I don't know if Stipe stays in the UFC much longer. Uh, have you seen this, have you seen the stuff that he's been talking about? 
No. He, I don't he, watch he, the stream anymore. No, I don't watch the stream. I don't fucking fuck that bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stipe. Um, Stipe, get a real good computer. Well, yeah, I'll step up gets, that, that you, camera game a little bit. If this gets you, contact me. I'll hook you up. Um, <laughs> but truthfully, Stipe has been on, on social media saying, hey, I'm the best heavyweight by title defenses of all time, why am I not getting a immediate rematch? I had Good to point. wait. I had to wait for DC for the trilogy. You know, like the, in a number of things. I want a rematch. I think I could beat Francis. Why can't I fight him? And then he's just bumped down the list. He's behind Jones and you know Cyril gone now. Like yeah, or they want to match him up against Jones and you know both stupid. No, Stipe accepted the accepted the John Jones fight from from what I've heard. I've heard it from Stipe and I've heard it from uh, Dana White. You know, neither of those guys would ever lie. Um, <laughs> and I've heard that John wants to wait for the title shot, and, but he wants to, he Makes wanted sense. another year to um to tr- to train and and bulk in a way that he thinks appropriate. Well, John's got uh he's got the gift of time on his side because every year. Steve Bay gets another year. So, and this was the math on poor DC. Uh, every year, Steve Bay gets another year older, right? M- another year of mileage on his body. And I, I don't think he's much older than John, but John, on the other hand, you know, preserving himself, he's out of combat. He never took much damage in his career other than Gustafson fight and yeah. Vitor. Has John ever Belfort. been in like a real, like, like a real just, war? Just, just Gustafson and Vitor Belfort. Bro, imagine you know being Gus and being like, yeah, I'm the only guy who ever really gave him competition. And then he, well, he could have had his way with me in the second fight, but we're not going to talk about that one. But no, you, you got a good point. I mean, if Stipe leaves the UFC without getting another title run back, I, you know, so we can use a lot of flowery words because we're real fans, but that, that would be a real tragedy, right? Trap. It, 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 would, yeah, it would be it horrible. Would, it's, it it's, a hard, it's, a, it's a horrible branding He's thing like, for the UFC really? as well because it's like you deny a guy who is a true tried and true champion a, a champion he's he's a he's a company guy you know he yeah. his resume is very good you know we always talk about how good john's resume is cuz john has Steve the, is good. john has Steve. the best resume of anybody yeah. ever in, in fighting uh, and stepe is a damn close second or third he mm-hmm. has beat everybody uh, all of the all of the Took every fight they threw in front of him. Yep, all the champions and and yep. all the former champions and yeah, I, I think and he grew and yeah, and he got better. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, listen, I think it would be a tragedy a if we don't see those two fight and b if we don't see Stipe fight for another title again uh, in the UFC. Um, the now I do have Stipe beating Francis if they fight a, uh, a third time. Oh man. I do. It's I, hard, I, right? Because I, we're both Stipe fans, right? Right. France, for me, Francis is fun to watch. Big, powerful guy, you know, trying to be, a, you know, this articulate guy and after the fight and stuff, which and I totally respect. But I'm too big of a Stipe fan to ever root against him. <laughs> you know, like, I, my bias is there. I, I don't know what it is about Stipe. I, I truly do believe, like, he is the He's best. A guy, He's yeah, a good guy, man. He's a good guy, and he is the best. He's the he's, he's the, best, the best. He's the best heavyweight we've ever seen up to this point. Um, it's the same thing with Aldo, right? So, yep. In my mind, every time Aldo comes out, and I see Aldo at the age his age get a little bit better every fight. Hold. Go. Aldo's only like thirty three. 
I know, <laughs> but you gotta you gotta factor in MMA years. He's really seventy six in MMA years. <laughs> he's, he but he's like damn good in his, his last boxing. Yes, I mean all I want from him though, man, is like this traditional boxing Muay Thai stance. That's why Connor beat him. Connor said it before they fought. He was like, he's going to come in like a robot, and I'm going to make him regret fighting me that way. Yeah. Of course, that was old, wily, wiry martial arts, Connor, not heavy. And I guess arthritis would explain why he fights the way he does, but fuck him. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, and I'm a Connor fan. I like Connor, but man, like, you know, Connor's same thing with John. Fuck him, dude. Like, I, I, I love John, but like, John, <laughs> fuck you, bro. Like, until you come back and you fight, you, I know you're doing it responsibly, and I can't hate you for that, but fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know it's just you're out of the public eye right now. I love you, John. But fuck you. <laughs> I, I, I'm only fucking with active fighters right now. You do what you got to do to get ready. Who's your favorite active fighter on the roster right now? Fuck all those whatever we were talking about. Oh, it's it's gonna be Michael Chandler. It's gonna be um favorite to watch Michael Chandler. Really, Peter Yan. Uh, fucking uh, Green just went up a hell of a bunch in my stock. I don't know why I keep calling him uh, Bobby Green. What's his name? The Green. They just had the amazing striking clinic with the Russian. Yeah, the I other know night. Who you're talking about, and I don't. <laughs> I've called him everything but his first name in the last <laughs> few months. True. I think I think it's Bobby Green. I, I want to say it's Bobby Green. Anyway, like like watching them. Really enjoy watching them, and obviously I enjoy watching Charles Oliveira. Um, I don't know why everyone is so convinced that Dustin Poirier is just going to go in there and beat the shit out of him. But I, good I, fight. But it's going to be an amazing fight, and uh, you know Gaethje. I enjoy watching Gagey, but uh, Aldo, I would say, after his last performance, this could be nostalgia. That was a, that was amazing. That, is Bobby that was Green. absolute. It's Bobby Green, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you Bobby Green and that Russian guy, man? That fight that was as, a, dude. It, that was high level shit. That's a contender, man. We so for the fans who don't know, we do end of the year. This would be our third annual um, yes. UFC Fight Awards. That's a contender up there. Um, yeah. For me, truthfully, and no bias here, Burgos Edson Barboza is up there. Too, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was an incredible, incredible. And uh, Kai Kara France had a really good fright, fight recently, if I remember correctly. Um, it was on the undercard, like a 135 fight that was like, that was a banger. Yeah. No, no. This, this is going to be an interesting year because uh, we got to talk about Shane Burgos, man. I wonder what the next step is. I wonder what they're getting in line for him. But uh, he needs to go to a different camp. He's another person I think was out his camp. He needs to go train with Poirier. He needs to go Trevor Whitman. He needs yeah. to go uh, American Top Team or AK. He, yes. needs, he needs he needs to go one of the super camps, and he's a very high level fighter. Um, I agree with that statement. I think Uriah Hall needs to retire. I think uh, because he's one of my legacy fighters. That I just at this point, I don't want to see Uriah Hall get hurt. There's obviously something going on with him mentally. Where most people would kill yeah, to have the physical abilities that Uriah Hall has, like yeah, right, he didn't show up to his last fight. Fight, uh, Neil Magny will probably go on another eight fight win streak and then lose. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. <laughs> Leon Edwards eight. will continue to win and never get a title shot. <laughs> These are just UFC truths at this point. UFC truths at this point, you know. Oh, uh, so and I would I would talk about before I know we got to get off the UFC. Uh, I wouldn't talk about this whole. Because Dustin's fighting for the belt, right? And everyone's like, he's going to smoke Oliveira, you know. Or, yeah. And Justin Gaethje just said, basically, he's like, he, so I, I'm sure you're aware of this. 
this might have been a little bit before your time as an MMA fan, but Charles Oliveira came into the UFC as a very, very young man, right? Yeah. Not the youngest person to ever come in, but young for the sport, indeed. And he came into a division that was full of a bunch of murderers. Mm-hmm. Had a rough and everyone he, career. Yeah, and everyone he lost to was, you know, someone that I wouldn't want to see on my best day. Yeah, You know, Frankie Edgar... Cub Swanson, uh, a few others, and so, Tony but he Ferguson. developed his. Yes, uh, he yeah, developed his. Who's a Michael Chandler? No, he beat Michael Chandler in a weird decision or something, right? Michael Chandler. He just beat Michael Chandler. Uh, Michael Chandler is the guy who came over from Bellator. No, not Michael just, Chandler. Uh, Michael Johnson. Yes. Wait, was that Johnson? But yeah, that's, that's uh, as, that's Michael Chandler. I'm sorry. Uh, regardless. He's developed this uh this reputation amongst fighters, which is kind of a fucked up thing to do, as having quit in him. You know what I'm saying? Like they they feel like he quits in fights, and that was the reputation he had. And I believe even Dana thought that for a while too. So Justin Gaethje, while doing a media scrum or you know just doing some regular media coverage, was talking to Michael Chandler about their upcoming fight that got postponed, obviously because there are two guys who don't want to like you know they don't want to get the bang bang and. uh have to show proof of getting to bang bang in New York state. So they're rescheduling that for yep. another place. And they asked Gaethje what he thought about that fight. Now, Michael Chandler is obviously, he's a commentator born, born to commentate. This is a guy who knows how to give a political a answer. Very good analyst too. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gaethje on the other hand, <laughs> it was just like, you know, basically said what was on his mind was that, uh, you know, Charles Oliveira has some, for lack of a better term, bitching him. And, uh, and that he believes that Dustin's going to, Expose that he, he believes it's still there. I don't so I say all that to say I don't agree with that, man. I don't. Either. I think you. I, I think that you could have had a rough start in your career, and I think you can become better. And I think that a lot of people went into the octagon with him, assuming the same thing, and got their legs ripped off, yep. their necks sprained, or knocked out forcibly. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to see a different guy now. If he's, I'm going to say the same thing I said before, Conor for Aldo. If Oliveira stands in front of Dustin Poirier. He's going to get knocked out. If there's no head movement, he is he is going to get knocked out. Hector Gonzalez, welcome in. Um, so, but go where ahead. do we think Dustin ranks in terms of boxing in the UFC? Definitely number three in my so, mind overall. Hold on. Okay, so let me try to guess guess one and two. Um, number one would be Max Holloway. Yes. Number two. Number two would probably be, in my opinion, opinion Peter Yan. Okay, I don't, I'm not going to argue with that at all. Peter Yan, between the two of them, and uh, and Aldo would be like number four because even Aldo versus uh, Peter Yan was an amazing. That was an amazing technical match. That was absolutely yeah, Aldo, amazing. Aldo's up there. I think Cal, actually, I truthfully do think Calvin Qatar is up up in top ten. Uh, oh, absolutely. He, he might be rounding out the top ten for me. He might be number ten. Um, Absolutely, Stipe's got amazing boxing too. I wouldn't say it's like I would, you know. yeah, for heavyweight he's very good. Yeah, re- okay, very good with both hands. Because I, I was, I'm curious, right? Because Dustin is very, very good, but I wouldn't say traditionally he has fantastic boxing, but he has very, very, very good MMA boxing. Yeah, absolutely. But as he gets more comfortable with his hands, it's funny. Uh, I keep trying to get you to watch that uh, documentary he's in called Fightville, I believe it is. 
um, the more comfortable he gets with his hands, the more stationary he becomes like a boxer. But unlike a boxer, he, his movement isn't there, right? Mm-hmm. So Michael Johnson has really great movement and really good timing, but he's not a great boxer. People think he is, but it's just he knows how to get out of the way and he knows how to slip in that quick punch. Uh, Izzy has amazing hands, but he has amazing hands in a kickboxing and Muay Thai sense. Also, you know, good movement. Bobby Green is a good mover, and he's really good with shoulder rolls, but he abandons fundamentals to be able to move like that. Mm-hmm. We've yet to see someone like, in my mind, I guess, like, you know, when you look at Peter Yan, he can switch in between those stances perfectly, mm-hmm. and he's throwing perfect hooks, you know. And some people want to throw Sean O'Malley in there, but again, like, if we're talking about traditional, like, if we're talking about boxing, no, like, Sean O'Malley's got some good slips, and he's got some really amazing timing, but Mm -hmm. now... Listen, I want to see, listen, for me to be on the O'Malley train, because I am definitely off, right, and we've we've talked about this at length. (laughs) You've never been on the train. (laughs) He fought one ranked opponent and lost in the first round. Uh... He says he doesn't want to fight anyone in the ranked. Doesn't want to fight anyone ranked because his contract says he makes X money, and it doesn't matter if he fights cans or if he fights ranked opponents. So whatever, it's good for your career. The UFC doesn't play that shit though, long term. So you're either got to fight yeah. someone ranked or get out. Um, yeah. But I, they handpicked this poor kid for him to fight in his last fight, and everyone's like, "Wow, he put on such a clinic," and it's like. No. Yeah. He, he had to. No. <laughs> he better have. Truthfully, <laughs> he had to finish that guy in the first round for it to be impressive. Like, and they just gave the, they gave him a a dude who was a fucking who was a literal tank and just took three hundred shots or whatever it was. I don't think Sean O'Malley's that great. I think Sean O'Malley's fun to watch. I I think he's yeah. flashy. I think he has a good name and I think he has a good brand. But I don't think he's that great. And I even think someone recently, T.J. Dillashaw, I believe, said. Did basically that exact same thing, and at the end was like, I don't think the kid will ever be a champion. Yeah, no, and and right now there's no evidence to believe otherwise. Like if we're being fair, like you said, you give him all his flowers. He does have some amazing hands. His timing, like, look, that's elite level shit. You hit someone with a six six combo, like you know, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah. you know, and Cowboy <laughs> used to do that back in the day too. Oh yeah, there are some great. Friggin' video edits of Cowboy going Super Saiyan yep. and knocking people out of the dimension uh, into another dimension. <laughs> True, but here's the problem I have. So with the uh, Oliveira thing, you know, there's a good chance that Poirier, with the mileage, with the willingness to trade, the leg kicks, the willingness to go into uh, jujitsu, uh, go into useless scrambles, all that stuff, Oliveira could probably tap him like a can of Pringles. Yep. You could probably out wrestle him as well. So the best, uh, I think, the key to victory for Dustin is going to be the boxing. And uh, as long as Oliver keeps his uh, composure there, there's a good chance he, you know, he walks right through Dustin. Yeah, there's a, you know, Dustin has to keep the the fight on the on the feet. He does one hundred percent. Oh, back to the Oliveira thing for a second uh, about him having quit in him. If you watch the first round of him versus Chandler, that that should dispel no that should dispel yeah. every. Everything he had, um, yeah. So if if Dustin if Dustin uses his wrestling enough to, to keep it on the feet, I think Dustin has a, has a good night. But yeah. Oliveira striking is, is is no joke. Yeah, no, he, you he know, has good striking too. And dude, and here's the thing, man. That's why I was so happy that Michael Chandler came over, and why people were asking me why I was so gassed about. It. I'm like, it's not. They're like, it's the same thing, like the Eddie Alvarez thing. I'm like, no, it's not the same thing. Michael Chandler 
still presents a very interesting matchup for at least five of the top five more of the top 10 or more and is again and based on what we see now he can he can creep up there it mixes up that division really well man and um you know because the fact of the matter is it's time for some of these guys to be transitioning on right so dustin will fight for the belt for what a second time this is going to be interim lost it khabib this would be his so this would be his I second time second actually time. fighting for the belt yeah. it's a great way to book in his career if he wins I, I and if he loses no shame i think he's in a good spot in his career to fight for the yeah. for the belt too i think sometimes yeah. uh darren till comes to mind is that they they rush you up to the to the yep. title and too early and i think he is at a very very good spot in his career to uh to fight for a belt i, I think he, he's he's seasoned he hasn't been in anything super super crazy recently uh um, right. I, I think you know I think it's going to be a good fight. I, I truthfully, most fights at fifty five are very good. So, oh, should we talk about the fights at all this weekend? Or <laughs> fuck them fights. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Cannonier, Kelvin Gastelum. That's going to be a fun fight, but not for the yeah. right reasons. <laughs> fun in what regard? Like one of them gonna is going to overeat. It's just going to be Gastelum missed by point two five pounds, and they gave him an hour to to make weight, an extra hour, and he made weight. Did he make it? Mm-hmm. And he made okay about a quarter of a pound. Uh, this is that middleweight he missed. Yeah, yeah this is this is this is eighty five, right? Jerry Cannonier, holy shit, dude! The problem used to be welterweight. <laughs> the problem is middleweight. Kelvin could fight at fifty five. Let's be fair. Just like DC could have fought at eighty five. <laughs> oh no, that man would have died <laughs> trying to get down. That motherfucker could have fought at eighty five. Let's be fair. Both you and I could both fight at eighty five too. <laughs> But that ain't right. Oh, <laughs> right. right. you can keep your contract. I'll, let me. You know I will fight really Phil Gon for a million dollars. You know what would be really, really funny is if what? we got contracts for both to fight each other at eighty-five, and we're both in there just emaciated and gas, just like slapping each other. That shit would be hilarious. I'd I think that fight that. did happen already. It was CM Punk versus that other guy, <laughs> Mickey Gall. Amazing. No, not Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall murdered him. Uh, who was the, 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 that was absolutely a, an ass whooping. Bro, Herb um, Dean would have beat CM Punk's ass. You ever seen Herb Dean's fight? I think I've asked you this before. No, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> let's talk. Let's let's talk gaming for a second. Let's talk okay. gaming for a second. Uh, we're thirty eight minutes in. Let's talk. Let's talk a little gaming. So the Black Panther DLC dropped for the Avengers. I heard it was very good. Yes, and as I'm, I haven't gotten into it yet. Uh, the youngin's been playing it, and I just helped him with a board, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." They gave him some new moves. It's still hack and slash, still button mashing stuff. What you expect? Gave him some good character attributes, good story, very short campaign as we predicted. Four, but four uh, hours. Yeah, if that, if that. Oh. Someone said they beat it in two. Ooh, so speed runners. I, I, yeah. <laughs> But the good thing about uh, about the game is it did come out, so they kept their word. They're still releasing the DLC content. They're still going to release the Spider-Man stuff. And because of a glitch that happened in the game, and I don't know who these people are and how quick how they... I mean, these screen grabs they get are, like, quick. Before yeah. Sony can patch it, it's up on Reddit. So apparently uh, <laughs> someone... Someone... I can't even find the article anymore, but it, I... you know. So there was a glitch in the game and it revealed a character that they might be rolling out. And and now it is all but confirmed that they'll be rolling out uh, the Scarlet Witch. I know this is all going to sound like dribble to you, 
but she's a you know she just had her own TV show with Vision, obviously, and she's one of the main characters in the Avengers, Infinity War, and and not Endgame, so more Infinity War. One glitch, Zach. It was one glitch, and they noticed something or something. <laughs> I don't know, but now it's out, and now they got to do right. a lot of cleanup. So that's going to be the next DLC, obviously. Okay. After uh, Spider-Man, people are really excited about the Spider-Man thing because the timing couldn't be better for them. COVID has delayed the production on Spider-Man, um, not far from home, uh, No Way Home, which will be coming out. This will be the last Spider-Man movie connected, quote unquote, to the MCU. So this timing with this game. Why, why isn't Spider-Man in the MCU like directly? Because it's because it, oh, it's a Fox thing or something or a Sony. Sony, thing? Sony owns the movie rights to Spider-Man. Oh, Marvel fuck Sony. Keeping them afloat at this point. (laughs) Fuck that company, dude. Because like when I think of superheroes, listen, I'm not a superhero fan at all. I've never watched any of the any of the Marvel stuff. I watched Joker because it was a it was cinema and it wasn't a fucking superhero film. It was cinema. It was very good. Um, good. So I'm not. This is not not a thing that I'm into. But when I think of superheroes, I think Batman, Superman, Spider Man. Those are the three that I think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why isn't your, you know, probably one of the biggest entities in superheroes? Why isn't he in in your main universe? Like, Billions. why hasn't why hasn't Marvel bought out Spider Man? How Billions, much- billions. They would probably pay the same amount. And I know Mantis would disagree with me on this. They would Sony would try to get the same amount that Marvel paid to buy freaking Fox. <laughs> for Spider-Man because he's a lucrative character. Sure. He's not always been a lucrative character for them because they don't know how to handle lucrative things. Right. It's Sony exactly. on the you know, they're like PlayStation 5? What 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 do you mean? But, 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 <laughs> we but, sold eight of them. <laughs> we predict a great fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> um so essentially that's what it is. They don't want to so with Spider-Man himself, the comic book character, his comic has introduced so many villains and so many superheroes. It's it's estimated there are a thousand people, characters that have come through there. So just holding on to that one property gives Sony the rights. And this was the same thing for the Fox deal with the X-Men. Every time Marvel came up, Marvel publication came up with a new character in the X-Men, they could use that character without paying in a movie. Do you imagine like fucking <laughs> who wrote this deal and what idiot signed? Bro, <laughs> they they sent like, the B team in there. Spider Man and anything in the Spider Man universe. <laughs> that's yours. How much money do they want? It's yours. Got it. Like, bro, I need that guy writing my deals forever. Because that that dude slipped that in in the middle of something else. And no one knew about it. I, I, I don't understand it, man. How could you, you know it was one of those steakhouse deals, right? You know it was. It was like he and got they, them all they drunk. didn't go to a good steakhouse. They went to fucking they went to Sizzler and uh and made this deal. It wasn't even a good place. They went to they went to the fucking Waffle House. The number one sellers of ribeye in the country. Waffle House, because there's a thousand there's a thousand, two thousand locations. That's where they went. They got a waffle house. They didn't house. even go to the good one. No, they went to the one down the road from the good one. And when they got there they're like, oh shit, we messed up. But I can't look like I messed up. We gotta get this. So they went and had a steak at fucking at Waffle House and inked this deal on on a on a three day meth bench or yeah. or something like how do you make this deal? Who wrote this? And here's the crazy thing about it. So in their business dealings between the MCU and you know, so 
actually between the parent company, Disney and Sony, who owns itself. Not for much longer. <laughs> yeah, Apple's going to come in and swoop them up, I think. Apple or Amazon. It's looking more and more like Amazon at this point. <laughs> but so their business dealings, and this is what relates to the game. They have this loose alliance where they keep meeting back at the table. And this is just the way it seems to me. And according to all the trades, Bloomberg included, where the decision to work with each other is more lucrative than the hatred they have. And that's the only way it can be described. Like they obviously the MCU now owned by Disney. Disney is like, we didn't make this fucking deal. And now we got to pay you every time we like yeah, this. That, was That's how contracts work, Disney. <laughs> well, Disney, you know, it's Disney. Those right. they're like contract. Yeah, they're contract. Like, contract the only bullet? contract that I know is a killer. <laughs> we're like, what? And they're like, he's already on the way. I scarlett Johansson about contracts. You see how good that's working oh, out for her. She's getting screwed on that. I think. Uh, I mean, legally, she has a leg to stand on, but unfortunately, but you're going against it's, Disney lawyers. <laughs> yeah, but it's like but it's. I was I was talking about with my wife. She's like, she's in the right, right? I'm like, yeah, she's in the right. She has every right to ask for streaming money. The problem is, that's not mentioned in her contract, right? At all, right? Ethically, and, they should have just paid her, right? <laughs> Would have so, been the right. I think the money money talk on this is like she. She would have made sixty million dollars, yeah, and they yeah. only paid her fifteen or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot of money. It is a it is a lot of money. Now you and I would have probably just paid her, like you know, just give her the money. Just but let's end this. Wow. But someone at the Disney team was like, "I'm don't not put, giving her." Don't shit. make fucking business deals for me. I'd have to <laughs> I'd have to look and assess the situation first. You know, do we need her in upcoming films? You know, if she's not in another and film. Once you, came, once you came to the hard no, right? You're like, now, and knowing your money, like, and actually, I would like it. I would, no, 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 no. I, I don't use my position of power for anything uh, other than making good business deals. I know it's news to you. I'm sorry. Um, but realistically, this, this is, you know, do we need her? Can we burn this bridge? Listen, we can find another hot female in fucking Hollywood. We'll just get her. She's not even. You know, she's just kind of hot. Hold on for a second, Zach. You were doing really well by not the abusing of the power. Don't become the guy that's like with a little bit of sexism. Keep going down the path. You. We, I'm just saying we can replace her. We can replace her. We can get a B tier actor who's who's hot and replace her. That's it. This that's all it's going down. The skit I saw in my head was you stopped sexual harassment and she was like, "Listen, I stopped this because you're not that good looking, and ultimately, I don't want to pay for I don't want to pay for no someone who's B tier." Okay. <laughs> You get the hell out of here. You get out of here. You give me an A. You'll take your $50 million and, and be gone. Be gone, child. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean that's a hello to you. Welcome and welcome in. I see your new uh, female, Jeff. New to Spoon. Let us know if you have any questions. Broken person. Welcome in. Talking with a dad live. Glad to have you. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, that's the situation right now, right, with Disney, with their dealings with Sony and stuff. And we'll see how this whole thing pans out. Now, what's really, really interesting about this whole thing, hello to you, um, is the fact that the Marvel's Avengers game may be going free to play from this point forward. Who knows? I don't know. I haven't heard that. They just did it for a weekend. They're down bad. <laughs> Sony released the uh, the beta update for the expansion in their PlayStation, and now people are realizing, they're like, oh, man, Xbox really did. You know, you hear the word proprietary, and we, we covered this on the show. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad word. 
They're just saying that Seagate and us, we made this drive specifically for the Xbox. for this device. So, okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me talk about this for a second because proprietary is very good. I like proprietary things if they're available regularly. But Xbox and Seagate came together and were like, dude, if we do this, we'll just make a boatload of money on it. We don't have to do this. We could let you plug in a fucking USB drive and let it do that way. But no, they went through a proprietary system for no reason other than to make Seagate money. And that bothers me. And I'm fairly capitalist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, when I look at the data on the drive, you know, it's a high-speed SSD, okay? It's, 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 It's on par with, like, an NVMe drive. Okay, so people see that and they're like, well, Sony's doing it the right way. And then Sony, this goes back to my point with their dealings with Disney, <laughs> as per usual, is like, yeah, we are doing it the right way. Hey, by the way, you're going to have to buy your own heatsink to put into the PlayStation. And then also, what you're going to have to make for the drive. Oh, see, so yeah, you didn't hear about this? Nah, you just put a little fucking thermal pad on that. It's good. Yeah, I mean, that's what you'll do. But so imagine the soccer mom going to pick up her kid at NVMe drive. Imagine her trying to explain what she needs. You know how many people come to me in the school and they're like, I'm looking for the microchip gum looking part that goes into my computer. I'm like, get, get out. <laughs> get out. Go to the time. But I mean, so that's the situation that Sony's going through. So this is how it all started. They were saying that you're going to need to get a drive that's rated. They released the list. These drives are rated and it's only the games are only going to run off of these high speed NVMe drives. A lot of people called BS on that. So they released the beta update. People are putting lower speed drives in. They're only seeing a few dips here and there. Yeah. Games seem to be working just fine. A drive is a drive is a drive. Let's remember that. But the problem is we're still in the beta. So every review that a person's done where they install a slower drive or a rated drive. So if you want to get a two terabyte NVMe high speed drive, according to Sony's uh, approved list, it's like upwardly to $400 or something like Easy. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you get the lower one, there's always a chance that your game could just straight up brick at any point. Like they're like, it, or at least that's the boogeyman news. So every review thus far has been, I don't know what to say here other than we were wrong about Xbox, right? We were wrong to think that Xbox is trying to pull a shady move where in actuality, I mean, it is shady. They gave the money to Seagate and they ran with it, but. Just think about how much easier they made it for the consumer in yeah. that regard. Like, hey, nope, go buy you- this one product, plug it in here, move on. Yeah, so I like the ease of access for the Xbox stuff, but I don't. Yeah. I don't like the the boogeyman stuff that Sony is doing either. You know, like, right. hey, Steve, you just bought this brand new car, but don't drive it over sixty because if you drive it exactly. over sixty, it'll blow up. Exactly. And you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to trust that. You know, like yeah. it's one yeah. of those. It's 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 a terrible marketing tactic. You could put a regular NVMe drive in it. Oh, they're all fucking fast as hell. You can yeah. put a regular NVMe NVMe drive in it, and it will work. I, I'm a thousand percent positive of it, positive of it. You know, it, it would be different if it was like, hey, if you're gonna upgrade the RAM, you need to have 3200 megahertz RAM, right? And it won't work with anything less than that. And that's a timing thing with the CPU. But they're not gonna yeah. have like a read write speed checker and and have yeah. that limit the stuff that you could do. No, they're no. going to be fine. And I mean, and, and you, so you can't sell me on the whole thing. So I know we're all enjoying, not we, when I, I mean the universal we, <laughs> uh, the direct storage uh, thing, which on paper is an amazing technology. You're telling me that it's going to bypass the processor and go directly to the GPU. I think people have been waiting for this for years, right? But Definitely. again, this is in the hands, <laughs> this is in the hands of two gaming companies or a, one gaming company and one gaming division of a larger company. 
Now, will you tell me that Windows 11 is starting to get to a place where they're like, hey, this is really going to take, uh, depending on your motherboard, take advantage of that and we'll be able to get you that direct drive mm-hmm. experience? I'm like, okay, I can believe that. I don't believe it so much when it comes out of Sony mouth. Now, you ask me, how the fuck does that relate to Sony's dealing with Disney? They apply that same business plan to the Spider-Man situation. They're like, we'll take them back. We'll rip them out of there. And Marvel's like, all right, you know what, dude? Just take them. Just take them. Get out. Get away from the table. We don't want to do business with you anymore. And Sony's like, well, hey, well, maybe we can do this. (laughs) It's just like, dude, (laughs) it's it's all bad. Like, this... I know you're a business guy, you're a numbers guy, so you have to understand this, right? Sony, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Uh, Sony is banking on the fact that that 1,000 character plus catalog from Spider-Man is going to have the same success as the MCU. The problem is when you don't have a driving force, when you don't have someone that's overlooking the entire department. Thank you, I, I appreciate that. We just got a great compliment. Says, I love what you're doing. You know what? We love what you're doing. I don't want to butcher your name. Steve speaks thank for you. The, Steve speaks for himself, <laughs> not the collective. Um, Bug, welcome in. <laughs> so here's the issue, right? Name seven other notable characters within that universe. Now, you can do it. I get yeah. that. I get you're you're a super fan. You can do it. But I can name Doc Ock and Green Goblin. And and the crocodile, the sand crocodile guy, which I can't even remember his name. That, that might even be that might even be fucking Batman, for all I remember. And that's it. That's all I got. You know, I couldn't name you five other characters in that universe. That that is legitimately it. Thank you for those likes. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. No, you're right. No, I'm. I'm. See, once again, you and I are thinking about this logically, but the cokehead. Running Sony's film division. It's like, <laughs> he made a great deal for it. <laughs> it's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so in closing on that, man, uh, we'll see how this whole thing wraps up. But as of right now, the Avengers game, thank you so much, Bug, for those likes. We really do appreciate it. And welcome in. I didn't greet you myself. Um, Black Panther rollout was good. That's what I've heard. Right? It was good. I've heard positive it was things great. about it. Yeah, and it was great timing because I, I know you're not you you may not be up on this Marvel's new animated show, What If. They just did the episode, the last official appearance that Chadwick Boseman would be making in anything. He did the voice acting for the entire thing. And uh even though it wasn't my favorite episode, it's bittersweet because man, Chadwick Boseman commits to everything he does. Now you usually say that about people who are bad at things that they do <laughs> and they just show up every day. But he uh Doofus, welcome in, welcome in, welcome to talking with a dad. Um <laughs> I've heard that exactly. uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a uh, is like a method actor, right? And I, yeah. I heard someone explain that it's just a terrible way to act because if you're a good actor, you just be able to turn it on and off, and that's exactly where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, like, yeah. So Chad Chad shows up, and he's right back into the to top the to Chala role in a different uh, context. And uh, you know, this episode had so many people who would originally not. I don't know if they had originally signed on to do this prior to his death. Like the guy Josh Brolin, who does the voice for uh, who voiced Thanos there's, in the movie. There's a lot of he voices. came back. Uh, John Batista came back. So many people, and it was again. It wasn't my favorite episode, but it was amazing. So, what does that all mean, right? So we were talking about Scarlett Johansson before MCU did exactly what you said. They looked at it. They made an assessment. That, like the character's dead in the in the main story arc. 
right? This is a movie that was buried and we should have released it a long time ago, but now it's covered in social justice narratives that might not even be true. In actuality, the movie's just about this character. There is no social justice narrative. That's something I want to push back on a little bit, but we'll save that for another podcast because there were so many people like, this is just Marvel, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to play. No, it's, there's, there's really no message about women empowerment. There's a message about women being abused, (laughs) but nothing about women empowerment. 100%. Like that is one scene in the movie. You find out the main villain is just some creepy old dude. Really? Yeah. He just hurts women. There's, he's not like some diabolical, that's Cosmic pretty diabolical. Threat. That's that's Jack. That, I mean, that is. Give <laughs> me Jack the Ripper vibes. And I also just found out, Steve. You know, if you on women and women beating. <laughs> no, no, no. I am against it on all levels. What You're I'm like this is... guy just abuses women. Not that diabolical. That's like, that is verbatim what you just said. That's also my new ringtone. <laughs> let me uh, <laughs> let me clean it up here. Uh, Zach kills rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That is that is not true. I deny. You know they they did they did uh, they did they did do uh, what you said exactly was the assessment thing, and they were like, you know, we introduced a new character, the character who's taking over, and we're going to build this new property. It's it's crazy, man. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, video games and popular media benefited from all the the delays, right? You know, <laughs> because of 2020 and COVID. Yeah. I, I don't know where we go from here, right? So you got people not playing Call of Duty anymore. Everyone's playing Apex again. We didn't even again. talk about COD. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty Vanguard announced. I'll just go through it quick. Set, in, wor- set in World War II, and that's where I stopped watching. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not interested in the World War II shooters, man. I, I It's just... It's not my era of game that I enjoy. I would like right. for my gun to have a good red dot sight on the top of it so I can shoot kids. That is not children, <laughs> not literal children. I call people kids. Um, you know, that is that would be my goal. And right. that, that just isn't it. But they did announce an anti-cheat, um, and that's going to be built into Warzone with this update. It's coming out in November, their old release date. It has all the makings of a good COD. It's yeah. just set in an era that I think sucks. I, listen, I'm. You got me hyped for Battlefield. I, I oh, stopped I'm so excited. I'm so excited about it. Battlefield 2042 you, I, is going to be crazy, dude. They go back to modern <laughs> combat. Dice does, and I'll, I'll die on this hill, uh, and I'm not alone. Dice does the best modern combat in video games, in my opinion. Uh, data mind that there's mm-hmm. going to be an escape from Tarkov like mode in Battlefield. Uh, called Hazard Zone, so they're going to take a little bit of stuff from from Tarkov, where you're going to have to go in with a raid with groups and fight other players and do an objective and get out with gear. That's going to be super exciting. Exciting, you know how much I love Tarkov uh, occasionally. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good things that Battlefield is doing. I bet you there's going to be a battle royale mode in it. Not my oh, yeah. cup, not my cup of tea anymore. But we're going to play it anyway. I just want to acknowledge uh, someone is agreeing with you in chat. Hey, thank you for that. We do re- work really hard to make this sound like a professional podcast. Uh, here's a comment. Uh, well, honestly, Warzone has focused more on cash grab, and that's something that uh, I, I'm going to try to say your name, but I want you to know that if I mess this up. I want you to come back. <laughs> Don't let this be the last episode you come to because I appreciate you. Let me leave with that. <laughs> it's Siren Tokira. Siren Tokira. Kira. That sounds good to me. Um, so listen. Siren Tokira agrees with you, Zach. And Zach has said that about uh, Warzone multiple times that it is just a cash grab. So thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, it's very so, true. You know, cash grab is a, l- a little harsh, but 
Um, I do think that they jumped in on a on a genre of game, uh, kind of like right at its peak, and made a decent product. But I don't think that Warzone is this great game that everyone sees it as. Um, I sure. think I, I I don't like the idea of a 150 player battle royale turning into a 450 player battle royale because you could very so easily get people back. Now that's hypocritical because Apex I think is a better BR and you could also revive people in it. But you have to pick up their tag, which means you had to get to their body again, and you also yeah. have to bring it to a certain location to then do it. So yeah. I like that a little bit better, and it's harder to revive in, in Apex. Um, Cubby, welcome in. Everyone is jumping to Apex right now because Apex just started a new season. Um, yeah. I played it a little bit uh, just just because. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the movement in Apex. I think it's a little slow and clunky, which is weird coming from uh, only playing Tarkov for a while, uh, which is the slowest and clunkiest movement system of all. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not interested in COD. Super, super hyped for Battlefield, though. I've been playing Battlefield 4. I've been so hyped for it. Oh, uh, got a question. from. So we got a few more comments in chat for you here, Zach. Uh, I feel like after BO2, they had been a, an opportunity to become more successful, thus their attempts to make much more games. Okay. And uh, Cubby, wants, uh, Cubby asked, what about PUBG, guys? All right, so PUBG is an interesting thing, right? I am not advanced enough to play a game like this, but I have played it, right? And I'm no good at it because there's no way for sucky people like myself <laughs> to find a place to hide. We can, Zach has put many hours into PUBG, Probably so what do you have to say about Listen, I like PUBG fundamentally as a game. Um, I think PUBG, PUBG lost its place when they started adding so many maps. Uh, the nice thing about PUBG was the map was big enough to where you could have a different fight every game. Uh but I, you know, I only jumped to school because I only like to hot drop in those games. Um, it has very good gunplay. Um, second to Tarkov, in my opinion, as, as far as good gunplay. Yeah, I, I think PUBG is a very, very good game. Um, I don't play it much anymore, but I have played hundreds of hours of PUBG, and I think it's very good. I mean, all the, all the to, to your question, Cubby, I'm the type of guy, I'm a weirdo. I like to watch other people play video games, and I've watched people play hours of PUBG uh, live baby, welcome in, welcome in, welcome to talking with a dad. And by the way, Cubby, I see you're new to Spoon. Live baby, I see you're new to Spoon. If you have any questions, feel free to ask in the chat, and uh, I'll do my best to answer them. But uh, I think the one thing I've always enjoyed about PUBG is when there are actual interactions of the violent nature. It looks amazing, dude. Now, what do I mean by it looks amazing? From a layman's point of view, it's entertaining. Yes. Right. I've watched people go into rooms and clean them out. And I'm just like, dude, that made me want to play the game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a hard game to do that into, uh, particularly harder than um, Battlefield or, or Call of Duty. Call of Duty is the easiest to do that in. Um, Battlefield is hard. Yeah. Tarkov, to, for me, the issue is, is that I can't look at shooters objectively anymore. Right. I look at shooters and compare it to Tarkov. I look at Battle Royales and compare it to old H1Z1. Like, I, you know, it, it's not I've played so many great games that it taints my view of what games are that are very, very good and go, you know, when I play PUBG and I get into a fight with someone, I'm just like, I'm just going to go play Tarkov and, and fight people on that because the gun plays better. You know, that's kind of where I am with it. Uh, next question in the chat is my ass favorite Assassin's Creed game. I guess for me, it would. Uh, I'm about to get kicked out of gaming right now. You so, like Black Flag the most, right? Yeah, I I don't like it the most. I do enjoy Odyssey, but mm. Black Flag was the one that I, ha I had 
put the most hours in right yeah. now with Odyssey. I think I have maybe a hundred hours in. I have, I have to check. That's a lot, especially for you. That's a lot. Yeah, and that's and you remember this is playing it like from ten at night when we're not recording. So our, you, mm-hmm. our schedule used to be Monday through Friday, and I would play video games with Zach afterwards. Yeah, and then we switched to Monday to Fridays, and then I now I just too tired to play video games. Uh, <laughs> TTV, cozy chomps. Welcome in. <laughs> that is a heck of a day, but I <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. My favorite it. Assassin's Creed game is probably Revelations. Um, old school. There's like the third or the fourth, third or fourth game in the in Assassin's Creed. Um, yep. It had very good multiplayer. I, I'm uh, truthfully, when it comes to gaming, I'm not much of a single player guy. I do like historical strategy games, like Civilization. New one came out recently, Humankind. Um, right. I like those style games to play by myself. But when it comes to anything else. I would really like to be fighting other players. Cubby, uh, yes. Black Flag is a really huge open world game. The ship battles, that's something that they obviously tried to bring back in Odyssey was this, you know, this huge open world experience, but I think they just did it a little bit better in Black Flag. The thing that sucked about Black Flag was the freaking story, right? <laughs> that it made it made no sense. Uh true. <laughs> Snickerdoodle, welcome in. Uh, Mr. Demon, welcome in. I see you're new to Spoon. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. This is Talking with a Dad. I'm Steve. This is Zach. We're your host for the evening. True. Zach can't see the chat, but I'm sure next time we'll... You know, this is our first episode on Spoon, by the are way, we folks. Are Spoon usually, channel right now? Uh, no, we are on our Spoon channel oh, right okay. now. Right. <laughs> we are on the official know, Talking with a Dad. So <laughs> no, um, on the 31st, we're doing a, a thing on your Spoon channel. Uh, yes. Well, it's going to be you're going to interview me, I guess. It's going to be entirely yes. exclusively about games. It's yes. probably going to end up being mostly about Escape from Tarkov and RuneScape. <laughs> but so if you're interested in either of those, and we can go through my history of like all games, but yeah, so I would tune into that on on Steve's stuff. I don't know. I don't know what the link is, but I will. Uh, I will go ahead and shout out that link. Thank you for that plug, Zach. You're a, you're you're a good guy, man. In spite of what the Canadians have said about you, and everyone at my job says about me. <laughs> Uh, that's if you want to see that interview, it's going to be on the 31st, and you can find that on the Hold Up TV here on Spoon. That's all one word. But talking with a dad is every Friday. This was an exception for us, folks. We did it at eight o'clock tonight yeah. because I had off today. So, but normally we would start rolling like around nine, nine thirty. So, Correct. I we appreciate all you guys for coming in. Uh, let's see here. Let's get back to some more comments. The music and the, the amount of actions were so good for Black Flag. Yes, music and the action was great. I got to be honest with you. Uh, if you like Black Flag, go play Lord of the Rings Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor because it has that same feel to it. It's, shut your <laughs> filthy mouth, Zach. So it has the same feel as Black Flag. I played 40 minutes of Black Flag and I was like, wow, this game is trash. And then it's never played again. <laughs> that's, that's because you don't understand, man. You don't understand. I was like, wow, I can't kill other players. Got to go. <laughs> uh, Mr. Demon asked, uh, any evidence on how to get better at Apex? <laughs> So um, truthfully, if you're playing on PC, uh, download an aim trainer uh, and practice your aim. Aim transfer, like uh, your raw aim skill transfers from game to game. Um, Counter Strike is really good. Go shoot bots in Counter Strike or download Aim Labs or something. If you're on a console, buy a PC. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, the crossplay experience uh, for Apex against PC players from uh, it's brutal. Listen, it's very brutal. I was in a lobby. I, I played solo. Uh, solo trios i ruined two teams in a row and i didn't even have gear because I, I you know i haven't played apex since the game literally came out so like two years 
and I go into a lobby, grab an R301, and kill two squads back to back, just with with ease. I died, but you know I'm playing three v one in every fight. But I ruined these poor kids. I had to have ruined Dude. their day. But here's the thing about Apex, right? And uh, once again, a game that's too fast paced for where I'm at with shooters. I'm more of a methodical shooter person at this point. He'd be great for Tarkov. He'd be great for Tarkov. (laughs) But here's the thing uh, about Apex that I will say visually, the user interface is one thing that I think people sleep on a lot. Just the graphics for the game, it's. It pulls you in, dude. Like, there's a lot going on on the screen in Apex, and it's done really well. And they've patched yeah. a lot of the glitches. So when I played that one time with you, it was still it was buggy that night. Uh, remember, you were trying to ha- yeah. We played one game with each other. You were trying to help me. Uh, you got you got murked, and then you were pretty pissed about that. And the guy that murked you was downstairs, and you're like, Steve, pay attention. You can hear him. I can hear him. Why can't you hear him? I hear him walking around. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God. oh my God. he just basically came up and murdered me before <laughs> I can even lift my gun. Yeah. But that's uh that's another thing I like about Apex is the uh the intensity of it. That's a little bit different on PlayStation. I'm gonna be honest with you. Not as fast movement on PlayStation. I know why that is, obviously, but a yeah. little bit easier to deal with those intense situations. All right, let's uh all right. More uh, more stuff from the chat here. I am a council player. I suggest hitting the training very frequently. <laughs> With more PC players, it's going to be hard. One hundred percent. Mister Demon says yes. That's what made me play. Yeah. yeah uh, you don't want to run into me in, in, in a lobby when you're on a console. It would just it just ends bad. Now my aim. Right I will now, say my aim right now is is potentially as good as it's ever been from playing so much Tarkov. I will say this: Scumpy has ruined the days. If you guys don't know who Scump is, he's a as a COD professional. Just, they lost today. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Scump played really, really well. <laughs> Yo, mama, <laughs> welcome in. I see you're new to Spoon. <laughs> this is talking with a dad. I'm Steve. That's Zach. If you have any questions, let us know. Uh, we're just going over some Tarkov Apex talk here, winding down. Um, yeah, Scumpy got on. I watched him. Uh, this is actually a recap. And he was playing Apex, and he was in a lobby with some above-average PC players. He just destroyed people. Yeah, he smoked them. There's the difference between a regular player and a professional player. You know, the skill gap is there. The skill gap is there for, you know, baseball. It's there for football. It's there for for games, too. They are just better. Yeah. It's true. And uh, I want to acknowledge what Cubby said. There are some controller players that will wreck PC players. Yes. And, Cubby, if you... Come to the Hold Up TV interview with uh, with Zach on the 31st. I will get you the list of those five people because there are, <laughs> and I'm not being a dick there's when I say this. Five of them. There's there are five professional console players, and I watched a, a YouTube uh, montage video with all five of these guys, and they are murderers. Yeah, absolute murderers. The issue ultimately is down to the fact that you are limited by the controller. Um, yes, the best PC player will always likes. be better than the best console player. Yeah, it, it is. It is except just, for when it's Scump going against Shroud. Uh, right, God. Scump in a game that he plays professionally, and Shroud yeah. in a game that he's probably <laughs> played three times ever. That's not true. He plays so much Call of Duty. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does, bro. He he plays Call of Duty. He stops playing it though for the, more, the same reason that most singing people stop playing that game, which is bad. he's like, I don't understand. Why this game is so bad, <laughs> and I don't hate him for yeah. that, dude. I don't, but uh, I don't no, know. he was at a clear disadvantage, and Zach pointed this out to me. 
uh, so uh, Shroud was using mapple, a mappable keyboard and mouse interface on a pl- freaking PlayStation 4. Yeah, I've done that before. That's not good. It's a horrible experience. Yeah, <laughs> only someone as good as him could, could do that and make it look that good. Close game, though. Uh, no one says I'm a council player. Actually, I'm a council player too, man. I play real company on there. Uh, Cubby says, "Yeah, true. I've never seen Shroud play any COD. He plays it. He plays it. I got the YouTube videos. I don't make I've me feel like a crazy a person." Lot of Shroud in my life. I don't know if I've ever seen him really, truthfully, like play a COD. Um, he played Warzone for sure. He played. Uh, what was the one before Warzone? Seen that on his Blackout. stream? He's playing. Yeah, he's playing that all the time. Hey, this is gonna be a mouthful. Hold on for a second. <sighs> Claw Demondale six four four zero. Welcome. <laughs> get, a, get a shorter username. No, that's an amazing username. It's man. great. I, <laughs> but, but let's let's try dropping the numbers. Well, let's do something. Mister Demon says Warzone has a bunch of hackers. Let's talk about that. That well, that's the uh, that's the thing, right? That's one of the reasons a lot of people are bouncing. November fifth. November fifth. They're a bit anti cheat. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a Warzone guy. I'm just not. I don't. <sighs> I've really like truthfully I was a Call of Duty kid for a long time and I've fallen fallen from that I don't know bicycle and uh I have never gotten back on on the train man Yeah I mean well that's the reason that all the, the big streamers are leaving right that's one of the reasons so Tim is done Nick Merckx. uh Courage is done Nick Merckx is done Doc has been done for quite some time but yeah, it's his it most lucrative game right? right so people pay the that people donate the most when he, when they're playing these games, but they've all come to the conclusion that you came to, uh, Demon, which is there's so many cheaters. How could the game be yeah. enjoyable? In fact, I think the best video I've seen on it was Tim doing a video where he just watched a cheater running around. A lot of those now, yeah, yeah, and it was, it's it's unbelievable. It's not it's not fun. It can't be fun. It can't yeah, be fun, dude. I and I don't know why so many people are hacking in it. I, I'm I'm very confused. I've actually slowed up playing Tarkov recently because of the the hacking situation is bad again. Um, hey, thank you so much for those likes. You know, we're playing very successfully this wipe, and we go to labs, which is like the end map, right? Which is like the, where the, all the high level PvP goes. We just get killed by a hacker as soon as we run around the corner. Like it was in the first two minutes of the game. So yeah, I, I know the feeling about hackers. I hate them. I I can't listen. If you're a hacker, like you're you're just the lowest scum of the earth. Like there's not yeah. no way about it. We'll see. We'll see what how good their anti cheat is. So here's the thing. Uh, so let me just acknowledge some more here. No one says I play COD. I play Cold War. Cold War, and I destroyed with snipers. That's dope. Uh, Cubby says when he played PUBG constantly, he made me crave it. <laughs> that gunplay. Who are you talking about, Cubby? Uh, Talking about Shroud and uh, Claw, I'm just going to short your name up because I, so I don't butcher it. Which Call of Duty game? He's asking you, Zach, Zach which one you loved. And uh, Mr. Demon says, yep, I just don't like COD anymore. So truthfully, it, my favorite Call of Duty is different than what I think the best Call of Duty is. My favorite Call of Duty of all time is Modern Warfare 2. It's the game that I had the most fun on. It's the game that I fell in love with. It's the, it's the reason why I look and try to play Call of Duty every year uh, to try to chase that that dragon again. Um, truthfully, I think the best Call of Duty ever was Black Ops 2. Um, I think Black Ops 2 had very good pacing, had very good maps, uh, had very good gunplay. Uh, the killstreaks were, were good, but not overpowered. Um, I think there was a lot of things great about Black Ops 2. Dude. Love, uh, live baby. Welcome back in. Um, it's sad though. 
you know, for for you guys that are a new audience for us, uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's great to have the interaction to talk about it with other people. It's sad the state that the game is in. Uh, Mr. Demon says, yes, I love that game. I went through the same thing, different generation, same experience. I've cried to Zach about it a million times in regards to fighting games. I'm, I come from the fighting game era. And, uh, you know, <laughs> sure. I say I'll never play Street Fighter again. I've uninstalled it and proclaimed <laughs> it at least 19 fucking times on this show. And I just re-downloaded it the other day because I wanted to play some Street Fighter. An absolute crackhead. <laughs> and like, and, and there, I don't deal with the cheating problem, right? I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. The problem I do have to deal with is like losing XP, right? Or that type of stuff or a game that Ranking. just, you know, has these op characters in it where i can drop 12 hit combos on you and you hit me with one breaker mm -hmm. and just throw me across the ring i mean across the the board uh -huh. and that's all you have to do and i'm halfway dead anyway i digress <laughs> so i can understand your frustration in regards to cheaters man the question is what is the company going to do about it? now they got an anti-cheat going on but we know they also got some other stuff going on so maybe after they deal with the bill cosby room they'll get back to making the game great again i don't know so uh -huh. I mean, you mean in terms of making the game good again? Yeah. Truthfully, I don't know. Um, I, at the end of the day, it might just be that I don't like Call of Duty anymore. Um, but I, I don't know if that's that's the case, you know? Because I could go back and play Modern Warfare 2 right now, and I do occasionally with some modded servers, and I'll go back and play a lot of Call of Duty. You know, that happened a few like a few months ago where I played like, I was playing like 10 hours a day. Uh, yeah, and I'll do that, but I just don't think I love COD anymore. Um, Beast Boy, welcome in, uh, Mr. Demon. Hello, and Claus says, please, the company will either ban the the player or just or they just don't give a damn. You know what's funny about that, Claw? They won't even ban the cheater. They'll ban the person that sends up the report. They're like, what? <laughs> so, How the hell okay, did so this the work? reason they do it in waves, and, and I know this <laughs> from, from Tarkov and just other, other games, they do it in waves because they don't want the cheaters to know the way that they detect them. Thank um, you for those likes. So if you ban a person for doing a thing, thing A, then that cheater knows, okay, well, we're not going to do thing A anymore. We're going to use this to work around it. So they do huge ban waves, and that's why they do them in batches, and that's why. Not a great way. It really should have an anti-cheat. It should have had an anti-cheat from day one, especially when War Warzone went free to play. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's not an easy way. It's not an easy thing to do to, to, to ban people constantly. It's not. Uh, I give them a little bit of credit for that, but not much because it's a fucking billion dollar company. Yeah, I know. Abs absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. I think the last thing I would love to talk about in regards to this is going to be, and this is more of a question for you, Zach. Okay. So we're getting ready to play some Battlefield, right? <sighs> I'm excited. Are we got any Battlefield fans in here? If you are a Battlefield fan, please sound off. And I promise next week, Zach will be able to inter <laughs> interact with the chat so I don't have to do the uh, the read back to him. So <laughs> any Battlefield fans? But anyway, I'm excited <laughs> for this, but someone brought it up to me. They were like, hey, so you don't play too many shooters. There's going to be kind of a learning curve for you. And I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't think about that. Is is it going to be that huge of a learning curve? Because Battlefield? Yes. Yeah. It okay. is, but you're going to be with a group of people who are very good at the game and will be there to answer your questions and give you suggestions and hints and tips and and and, and stuff and a way to play. 
you know, I play Battlefield in different ways depending on my different on my moods, right? Sometimes I'll run around with a gun. Sometimes I'll run around with a shotgun. Sometimes I'll run around with just pistols and try to kill people like that. And other times I'll sit in the back of the map and use a sniper and try to get the longest headshot I possibly can. You know, sometimes I'll sit in a helicopter and, and, and do it that way. There's a lot of different ways to play Battlefield. Um, and I, I think that's why the game is just better in general. Chat's agreeing with you. <laughs> Cubby's like, fuck yeah, Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> My longest headshot in Battlefield is fourteen hundred meters. It's a little Ooh. it's a little over thirteen hundred, but we'll call it fourteen hundred. And uh it's funny because like you shoot and it has travel time. It's not a hit scan game. So like bullets like on an arc and then it hits the guy and it's like oh yeah 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 you told me about this you, you basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's like some real trajectory shit like real life it is. physics <laughs> it is I'm learning physics in this terrible game uh, yeah love it love it Battlefield 3 Caspian Border I believe is what I did it on alright folks so uh, we said we were only going to go an hour but then we started having some fun here so we're like 20 minutes over <laughs> I have time uh, I'm not limited Um, last thoughts last thoughts okay Here's it. Last thoughts, right? Here's what I want to know. How many times am I going to die before I become proficient at this game? And do I need to buy the other games? Is there anything I can learn from the other games to help me with what I'm about to go through now? So, yeah. So, you can play Battlefield 3 and 4. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they will help you at least learn the mechanics of Battlefield because the movement's different. Uh, and the way that you do things is a little bit different. You get kind of get used to the classes that you play. Uh, it's different in 2042, but you know that would help. You know whether you're a, an assault class or a, you know the medic or the the engineer or you know whatever. Um, yeah. There's a little things you want to do. You know, like when someone's next to you and they have low health, and you're a medic, you want to throw the health pack down for them. So you know, like there's little things like that, that you want to get used to. But yeah, I mean, if you played Battlefield Four, then it would help a little bit, but. Ultimately, I, I don't I don't know how much it would help. You know, you'd learn the mechanics, but nothing crazy. All right, I'm, I'm going to do that. I have I they actually it was a part of my PlayStation. Uh, I know what you're going to say already. <laughs> my Here's PS Plus issue. subscription. You can't play. On, <laughs> I can't help you if you play on PlayStation. <laughs> I, I can't. I just can't. I can't do it. The game is probably three dollars. I'll look at how much the game is. I'll just fucking buy it for you. No, 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 no. No one's buying me anything. No one's buying. This is talking with a dad, not catering to a dad god dang it gosh darn it g gum willikers i'll, I'll pay for my own game willikers. um it would willikers. be better if you played it on pc because then i could teach you how to play i'm gonna get it on pc i know that we'll, i was just we'll trying to I was, I was trying to mise i was trying to miser my way in here <laughs> you know we'll go play some conquest uh and we'll learn you know the do's and don'ts of conquest and then that's it that's all you need to know and folks if uh if if you join our discord if you ever want to see some fun shenanigans, we might even stream us. It depends on. It really depends. We're, we're terribly busy people. We're uh, you know. I'm, I'm not even busy. <laughs> I'm just tired all the time now. <laughs> but if you, make sure you join the Discord, talking with a dad, and uh, we'll either I'll either record my side of the gameplay. No advanced editing. We're, we're <laughs> done with those days, and you will get to see some of the funniest me getting killed shots oh. you've ever seen. Oh, before. you say how many times you're gonna die before you're proficient? Yeah, I don't know a few thousand. <laughs> a few thousand. Dude, I, I remember the first time we played COD with each other and uh, Zach's first words were there's nothing I can do to help you just try to survive <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's very very true alright man I, I, I'm getting all types of text messages from my wife right now I was supposed to rap 
29 minutes ago, and uh, Sounds yeah, good. I'm probably not going to have a marriage here. Zach, would you please, for our Spoon audience, for the first episode on Spoon, give them that good classic talking with a dad exit? Okay, well, put me on the spot. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode 106 of the Talking with the Dad podcast. Find us on all of your social media platforms and podcasting platforms at Talking with the Dad. One word. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Steve has a Pinterest account under our name. Don't know why. Still, still <laughs> a little weird to me. Um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. We're all there. Talking with the Dad. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in, Stream. I just want to acknowledge everyone that.